We're heading across the pond as the Indianapolis Colts are taking on the New England Patriots in Frankfurt, Germany this weekend. What can the Colts do to get a win right before their bye and potentially knock Bill Belichick straight into retirement? Let's talk about it. Welcome to the Horseshoe Huddle podcast presented by Fan Nation on SI.com, part of the Fans First Sports Network. My name is Andrew Moore, and I'm joined here as always by my co-host and fellow writer at Horseshoe Huddle, Drake Wally. Drake, it, no longer is it Manning versus Brady. No longer do the Colts and the Patriots rule the AFC. Uh, Colts come into this game four and five. The Patriots, I think, are are two and six. Uh, so definitely not what the, what it used to be, but definitely still some some bad blood between these teams, and and each team desperately needs a win on Sunday. Yeah, and you're absolutely right. It hasn't been that for a while. It hasn't been Manning versus Brady for a while. Um, and last time you really saw the the Patriots and Colts, it was the end of the Frank Reich era. So mm-hmm. um, about this time last year, the the craziness that was the Jeff Saturday era began. So um, hey, you know the Colts. They de- they re- this is a huge game for them. They got to get that. They would love to go into that bye week at 500, reset things, get ready for the last part of the season, which is pretty easy actually, with all things considered. And then New England, very simple. Bill Belichick is coaching for his job at this point. And it's kind of crazy for us to say that. And in a weird way, even as a a couple guys that cover the team, I can't really imagine an NFL without Bill Belichick. So it's kind of crazy to hear that. But at the end of the day, two and seven is the worst that I've seen him at. So I think that this is he's got to win or his seat's going to be pretty hot after this game. I, I agree. Uh, there's all there's been rumors swirling for for weeks now that that Bill Belichick's job is in jeopardy, and and I think with just with the history that that's gone on between the Colts and the Patriots, uh, Robert Kraft, I don't think certainly has any love lost for the Indianapolis Colts and and the franchise. But but w- when you mentioned that it's been about a year since Jeff Saturday, since the Colts fired Frank Reich, hired Jeff Saturday, man, it does not seem like it's like it's been just a year it feels like it's been multiple years since that happened with with everything that's that's gone on in 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 colt's country over the past 365 days wyatt law starts us off hot here in the chat he says Minshew has to find a way to pass out of a eight in the box defensive looks belichick will scheme to take away jt and zach moss with downs possibly out the tight ends need to get more targets our path to w well wyatt law covered basically everything uh for our show here so so that's it that's it for the evening but now good to see you Wyatt thanks for joining us this evening stats Matt is in the house what's up to you buddy our good friend Nathan Comancy is here uh, I got a question will Braden Smith play Sunday so we'll, we'll talk about the injury report later in the show but Nathan so far so good it looks like Braden Smith is on track to return uh, to the starting lineup for the Colts this weekend Camden Roberts is also in the chat what's up to you Truitt is here if we win Kraft cuts the cheese with uh the with belichick it very well could be possible yeah. we've also got steve from uh he's he's joining us from facebook this evening let's get to it and, and steve is exactly right let it let's get into this so if you haven't done so I don't know what you're waiting for. I say it every episode. Go follow us on all of our socials like Horseshoe Huddle on Facebook. Follow at Colts on FN on X and subscribe to the Horseshoe Huddle YouTube channel. Hit that bell so you know whenever Drake and I go live, whenever Shad goes live with the Saddle Up show, so you never miss an episode. And if you can't catch us live, Apple, Spotify, Google, wherever you listen to podcasts, we're on there as well. So make sure you subscribe and give us a five-star review so we can reach other Colts fans just like you. Drake, let's dive right into it here. The Colts are two-point favorites uh, against the New England Patriots. Second week in a row that the Colts are going to be road favorites. Technically, they are on the road as this game, if it wasn't played in Germany, it would be played in Foxborough. And and in to be honest, I, I think I think that's the right amount. You know, I, I don't think that this this game is going to be uh, uh, necessarily a blowout like thirty five to seven. Uh, but I think that the Colts, if they if they execute and they they make the right plays in the right in the right opportunities, uh, I think that the Colts should come away with the victory. And and basically, we're going to dive into what those keys to victory are tonight. Yeah, and at the end of the day, there the 
the Patriots are as bad as they've looked, I think, since Cam Newton was was the quarterback when they just looked totally worse. out of sync. Yeah, probably worse than that at this point because I think they still managed to scrounge out seven wins that season. Mm-hmm. So um, at the end of the day, they're, they're beat up, they're injured. Um, one of their best, I mean, if not their best pass catcher is done for the year. Um, you know, the, the running back, the running back committee they thought was going to work with Stevenson and Zeke really hasn't panned out like they figured it would. And of course, the biggest one is Mac Jones looks like he that rookie of the year that he had was a flash in the pan at this point. So um, I think that the, the Colts kind of like with the Panthers. Here we are again. You've got another chance to jump on top of this team, get a get a win and get back to 500, which would be huge, especially like we've talked about going into that bye week. The Colts just need to go in and take care of business. You know, yes. they, they went into Carolina, took care of business against the Panthers. Yeah, the offense wasn't pretty, and, and it took a heroic performance from Kenny Moore to, <laughs> to get the win. But at the same time, the Colts went in there, did what they needed to do. They got the victory, and, and the game really wasn't ever even close. I think this is what they got to do do this week against against the Patriots. You know, they, they definitely should get the win, but should and will get the win are two completely different stories. They can't overlook this Patriots team just like just because they uh, uh, the Patriots aren't what they used to be I don't think they overlooked uh, the Panthers last week with with Frank Reich and and we saw how that ended up the Colts did, did their job they got to go out there and do it again here against New England Patriots because Bill Belichick is still going to have some things up his sleeve and I think where it all starts is is with Gardner Minshew you know uh, I love what Wyatt said to kick off the show Bill Belichick knows where the weakness of this offense is, and it's Gardner Minshew. It's not Jonathan Taylor and Zach Moss running the running the football. It's 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 number ten behind behind the line of scrimmage there. So again, he he didn't have his best week. Didn't need to have his best week last week against the Panthers, but he certainly. Uh, uh, left me unimpressed and 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 certainly wanting a lot more out of his performance. So going into this matchup, what's your confidence level in in Gardner Minshew? Not not just not just him as a player, but really your confidence in, in Gardner Minshew going up against this Patriots defense. So I'm actually I I'm not as confident as I want to be. Right. He, he still hasn't shown you like, oh, man, you should really believe in this guy, especially with a guy like Belichick, who really can destroy any quarterback, especially if the quarterback is not ready for the blitzing. Um, now, the good news is the Patriots kind of stink when it comes to pass defense this <laughs> season. They really do. They're just not they're just not that good. They're not like horrific, but they're definitely in the bottom bottom half of the league. They average like 232 a game, uh, passing yards a game. But the thing is, if Downs can't play, that's the big key factor, is I think that if he can't play, it could be tougher for Minshew to find those quick targets um, outside of a guy like Michael Pittman Jr., which in that case, and Alec Pierce also up in the air. So um, I think it really matters about Pierce and Downs. If, if one of them's out or both of them is out, oh, good. God forbid if both of them are out, I think it's going to be even more important to get the ground game going and for Michael Pittman Jr. to have himself a game. Patriots, I think, are 21st in the league against the pass, averaging around 233 yards per game allowed. So uh, definitely not the the Patriots defense of old, where where it was hard to to throw the ball against these guys. No no longer is Stephon Gilmore uh, there in, in, in New England. J.C. Jackson is still in New England, but this second act for J.C. Jackson definitely hasn't gone well, and it doesn't seem like Jackson is going to travel with the Patriots to Germany. Um, so the, the you're looking at, at probably Jonathan Jones, who's a little banged up being their, their number one corner. So it's, it's not like the, the, that Gardner Minshew is going to have to go up against these these all pro level talents at cornerback uh, uh, that the, that the Patriots have had in the past. But he's still going to have to deal with probably a decent amount of blitzes and a decent amount of pressure thrown his way. Gardner Minshew, I think, is is facing pressure on or, or opposing defenses are sending pressure on Gardner Minshew at like a 47% rate, which is 
easily highest in the NFL. It's because defensive coordinators are noticing when you blitz and put pressure on Gardner Minshew, it's it's like night and day from from when you don't, and he has time back there to to throw. So he he has definitely seemed skittish going into these last few weeks. Uh, almost like stats Matt was kind of saying on on Monday how he was seeing ghosts. You know that that play in the fourth quarter really sticks out to me uh it was either the third or fourth quarter where where there wasn't anybody within three yards of, of Gardner Minshew he had a, a nice pocket to throw and he just threw the ball basically straight into the dirt five yards short of where Alec Pierce was and and there was really no time to rush it so which which Gardner Minshew are we going to get uh I almost feel like we're talking about Carson Wentz in 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 2021 which Wentz are we going to get are we going to get the the Minshew that's calm in the pocket and takes care of the football or are we going to get happy feet Gardner Minshew that that feels the pressure before it's there, can't really handle or pick up the blitz, and 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 it ends up turning the ball over multiple times, you know? And that that very well could be the difference in this game. Yeah, and it's just a, it's such an indication when 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 the blitz gets brought that often, right? That's just an indication that the defensive coordinators are not afraid of that guy's mobility, because really truly devastating runners at quarterback they don't get blitzed that often they, they do get blitzed to an extent especially if they struggle with pressure but my goodness that just shows that they're not afraid of him running away from anybody so um i i at the end of the day i think that it's it's a really difficult question because the defensive the defensive um opposition to Gardner Minshew is really not that great i mean everyone remembers bill check for all these s- just disgusting defenses that would just ruin your quarterback and this and that and last year with sam ellinger I just, it's just not that way this year. They're they're an exploitable defense. I mean, you can really hit them hard with with the passing game. And so I, I think that this is weirdly an opportunity for Minshew to maybe show, hey, the Panthers game that was just a tough ground and pound type of game where we had to just get by with a win. This is a chance for him to show that he can shine and he can do it on you know primetime stage technically because it is the morning game in Germany. So um, I think this is a good shot. I, I do think it's still going to depend, like I said earlier, on the availability uh, and health of, of both Downs and Pierce. CMDSR says, you know, Bill will bring the pressure. And in honor of CMDSR, he's always the one telling us to telling you guys to like the video. Go ahead and get a like on this video. So I, I got to give a shout out to him. Stats Matt says Gardner uh, Minshew and Mac Jones are tied for the league lead in turnover worthy plays. Just kind of shows you uh, uh, how, how it's been night and day from, from Gardner Minshew's past performance to how he has performed this year with the Indianapolis Colts. But let's switch gears a little bit, Drake, and let's talk about the running game. You know, last week against the Carolina Panthers, nothing nothing to uh, to ride home about with this running game. I think Jonathan Taylor averaged 2.6 yards per carry. Zach Moss had only 3-point-something yards per carry. Uh, the Colts really couldn't run the ball uh, against this Carolina Panthers team. So do you think there's going to be a resurgence in the running game this week going up against the Patriots? Or is is this going to be a theme where where we're starting to see the running game maybe come back down to earth a little bit? You know, I think that they're going to need to open up the ground game by passing it because I think right out of the gate, Belichick's going to take that away. I think he's going to force Minshew to beat them. And I think he's going to have to to open up the ground game. Now, I also think... You know, little spoiler here. I do think that that's going to happen to an extent just because Steichen is going to figure it out. I think he's going to know who to hit on that defense, who's better than who. He's going to understand who to use and who to get open and maybe like brush off a crossing route. You're going to see guys get open because the Patriots are not good against pass defense. So I do think that they're stronger against the ground, yes, but they're a defense that can be gashed in the ground game. And given how important of a game this is for the Colts, I'm not saying the Patriots aren't going out there to win. Belichick's job's on the line. But the Colts are also still in the running to get into the playoffs. Like, don't forget, Colts fans, they can still do this if they just play well to finish this stretch. They need to go into this by week five and five. If they go into this four and six, you almost can take away their playoff hopes. So I think that Taylor could see a season-high usage. I really think they're going to try to get him going as soon as they can free it up because I really do believe that Belichick's going to load that box. 
Yeah, and it's it's not even a question of of whether or not Bill Belichick is going to put extra resources to try to stop the run. He's yeah. going to, and and honestly, the the last time, I mean, the last year it was an anomaly because the Colts gave up nine sacks. It was Sam Ellinger going into that game, and and it was just just one of the worst Colts games I think I've ever witnessed last year. But but when you go back to 2021, when it was inside Lucas Oil Stadium. I mean, who won that game for the Colts? It was Jonathan Taylor. I think and Gardner, I think Carson Wentz, I don't even know if he had a hundred yards passing in that game. And that's it the like game six where, completions, man. Pretty much where where Taylor uh got the ball there in the fourth quarter and took it for that long touchdown run that that pretty much sealed it for the Colts that night. So it, it could be that it could be that again. And then as we talked about, it looks like Braden Smith is on track to play. That would mean that this is the first time since I think the beginning beginning of the second quarter uh, against the Houston Texans that the Colts have their entire starting offensive line back and playing together. So it's it's been a long time since they've had all five starters out there. So if Braden Smith can play, I mean, Blake Freeland, I think, has has certainly done done about as well as you could have asked him to do in, in relief of Braden Smith. But Braden Smith, when he's out there, I mean, he's he's a top 20 tackle in the NFL, especially in the run game. That's where Braden Smith typically really excels. So you get another road grader like that. Bernard Ryman is is still out there, and I think Bernard Ryman's going to be playing with, with a little bit more motivation. Uh a home home game for him as this is a lot he's having a lot of family coming in from austria i think it's only like a six hour drive from his hometown so that's going to be a, re- a really cool experience for him but i i think that the, again this the, you say they're going to have to open it up with the with the pass I, I don't know if they're going to be able to do that. I honestly think that that even if I mean the Bill Belichick will be fine with letting short completions to Gardner Minshew. I think they're just going to have to go man on man. And even if I'm not, I'm not saying run it into a full on box when when it's not working, but I think that the Colts are are going to have to establish the run and establish their physicality up front early in this game and and not necessarily have to put so much on the back of of Gardner Minshew to to kind of throw them out of those those types of defenses because if I'm being honest I just don't think that's something Gardner Minshew can do. No, that's that's very fair and when you when you put into a you know perspective that the offensive line could have the the full strength that you know it's been missing for these last you know six or seven games that makes perfect sense. And also, I love the fact that you said that they might just have to establish their will because that's just something that Belichick's going to take away. And um, while I, I guess I guess where I think that they might open it up with the pass is I think I just I trust Steichen's mind enough and I trust how how he can kind of help Minshew do that. But I also, like you said, I would not be surprised at all if they just have to say, look, it's you versus us and we have to establish our strength over yours. And they just go ground and pound to start the game. Right. And then to kind of finish up this point uh, in in regards to the running back rotation, I think Jonathan Taylor has fully asserted himself back as the, the main back. Yes, Zach Moss still is second in the league in rushing. But if you're start seeing these snap counts, Jonathan Taylor is now taking the lion's share of snaps at the running back position. So I think with Jonathan Taylor being 100% back, he's got his legs under him again. It's really no question who the number one back is in this offense. But let's let's talk about the wide receivers. You already touched on Josh Downs a little bit earlier, Drake. Josh Downs still hasn't practiced this week. Left the game last week against the Panthers with a knee injury. No guarantee. Josh Downs is out there on Sunday. So, and and he's been a, a, a security blanket of sorts for Gardner Minshew, being able to win quickly at the line of scrimmage, and Minshew's been able to get get him the ball in space. So, if Josh Downs isn't out there. Which wide receiver, maybe even a tight end, which pass catcher do you see stepping up in in Josh Downs' stead? Look, uh, I know I'm just going to say this about Alec Pierce. Uh, if, if he does play, I, I don't trust Pierce as a receiver enough to say that he can just take over a game and kind of like replace you know someone who's been the security blanket Josh Downs has been. I think that Pierce might be more of a vertical guy who can block really well. I think he's kind of like Zach Pascal. I think that's his skill set. So I think that in this case, I think it's Kylan Granson. I think that he wasn't a presence in last week's game. I think he got thrown to twice, had no catches. 
And so I think that he's going to have to be a guy that's going to need to step up. He's fantastic at creating separation. This is a weak New England defense. He can exploit those linebackers in the slot. He can exploit those corners and safeties. He's bigger than the secondary guys, and he's quicker than the linebackers. So I think that you you could even see like four or five catches from this guy. I mean, I think that especially if Downs can't play, man, there's really nobody else that I think could – replace him outside of Michael Pittman Jr. I mean, definitely not Isaiah McKenzie. I think that he needs to be schemed open almost. So, um, yeah, look for Kylan Granson to have to step up. I I do like that idea. And and at first I was going to say, you know, it, it, you could probably expect 12 catches out of Michael Pittman Jr. this game and you very well could. I mean, I'm I, I'm true, I, yeah. I'm not even I, I I can I fully expect Pittman to go over there and and it just seems like he's due for one of those games where he gets 9 or 10 catches for for 90 yards and a touchdown. Um but you know, Kylan Granson in the slot is is something we, with Minshew as quarterback, we haven't seen the the tight ends utilized as much. Certainly, certainly not as much as as when Anthony Richardson was was back there. But you know, Isaiah McKenzie had some chances last week. He hasn't really been as impressive as as what I thought he could be. But man, it seems like Kylan Granson when he gets his opportunities this year, he's been he's really been making the most of it. Not to mention Drew Ogletree is is already been ruled out this weekend. He's not traveling with the team to Germany because of his foot injury. So Kylan Granson's already going to have to step up and and have more snaps to 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 kind of fill that role that 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 Drew Ogletree had. So you know, it, Kylan Granson will certainly have more opportunities. Stats Matt makes a really good point as well. Uh, they've been using Pierce more underneath. Minshew missed him twice. Uh, it could be where where and maybe maybe that's how Steichen, as you were talking about Drake Steichen, can can kind of scheme these guys up. He's got a, yeah. a wrinkle or two. Uh, uh, to, to, to kind of use here too. So if you're just expecting Alec Pierce, like if Bill Belichick just expects Alec Pierce to go down the field, maybe that's where, where Shane Steichen kind of brings a little surprise. Use Alec Pierce underneath, try to try to get him in some space because I mean, we forget Alec Pierce has some four, four speed. So you get him into some space, see if that can, can help. But Either way, it has to be somebody. Somebody has to step up for the loss of Josh Downs because of how how important Josh Downs has become for this offense in such a small amount of time. Yeah, and you know, there's another guy that just came to mind, especially with Drew Ogletree not playing uh, or not going to the, or not traveling for this game, is Will Mallory. You know, you're, you're kind of thinking like, goodness, you have a guy that literally was the fastest tight end in the 2023 draft class in a class full of some pretty good tight ends as we've come to see this season, especially mm-hmm. a guy like Dalton Kincaid. I mean, good lord, this it's been a good class. So maybe you see Will Mallory used a little bit, but like stats massive, I didn't even think about that. Maybe this is a team that's thinking, all right, Pierce is the deep threat. You know, if they're going to be this deep, it's going to be Pierce. Maybe you see a very overlooked speed of Alec Pierce used underneath to make some plays. Let's turn our attention to the other side of the ball here, Drake. And Man, the, for the Colts struggling, uh, giving up three straight games of of over thirty points, they're they're certainly entering a a stretch where where this defense can get right. You know, uh, going up against the Panthers, the Colts defense certainly had their way against Bryce Young. Now going up against Mac Jones and a, and a struggling Patriots offense. You you talked about Kendrick Bourne being out on IR. Uh, Devontae Parker is trying to come back from a a a. Uh, concussion mac jones certainly has not looked uh, good throughout this season uh, i think it's i think it's an opportunity for this colts defensive line again to build some momentum really get going and get after mac jones so the past couple seasons when the colts have been able to pressure mac jones that's the times that he's made the big mistakes throwing it directly to shaquille leonard uh, uh i know but buckter has certainly made his acquaintance with with mac jones over these past couple of seasons and so is this another opportunity? Do you think this Colts offense or this Colts defensive line, excuse me, is going to be able to get after Mac Jones on Sunday? It is it is of the utmost importance, uh, utmost importance because you want to make them one dimensional. You want to make them really have to look other ways because I will say they, they're tied for sixth least sacks allowed, weirdly, in the NFL with only 18, which is about two per game. But Jones is just not a mobile quarterback. He has thrown 10 touchdowns in 
nine games with nine interceptions. I mean, this is a guy that you absolutely can get to throw you the ball if you're the defense. And now when you remove the fact that Kendrick Bourne, who is still their leading receiver on the year, is done, I mean, they, they're going to have to look to some other answers. I think they have Hunter Henry, who is probably mm-hmm. their number one pass catcher right now. Um, I know that there was one guy who stuck out. Uh, yeah, Demario Douglas. He's kind of stepped up, but he is not a he's not a receiver that's going to take over a game. Mm-hmm. So you also have to contain Ramondre Stevenson and Ezekiel Elliott. Zeke is far past his prime at this point. He's a complimentary piece, but it's it, it's still the strength of this team. They need to run the ball. So you got to stop that. But yes, when they do pass the ball, you got to get to Mac Jones. They haven't allowed too many sacks, but like you mentioned, you get in his face, he'll throw you the football, and he's proven that this year. Yeah, yeah, I, I think uh, you could see another big game out of DeForest Buckner right there in the in the middle. Bless you, uh, he uh, I, I, DeForest Buckner has been on an absolute tear, and even facing more double teams than normal just because Grover Stewart isn't in there in in the middle. Uh, it seems like Samson Ebukam and Quiddy Pay have taken a, a small step back from how they were rushing the passer earlier in the season. So it would be nice, even though and, and I think I think something that that I haven't talked about enough is how great of a run defender Quiddy Pay has been over the last few weeks. But you you would like to see him getting some more pressure on the quarterbacks. But here's here's an opportunity. You, you know, Mac Jones, certainly it hasn't been going his way. As stats Matt talked about earlier in the episode, he, him and Gardner Minshew both lead the league in turnover worthy plays. So there could be a lot of turnovers up for grabs and honestly, and it could come down to which team wins the turnover battle ends up winning this game. Uh, and, and, and really, really they could, it's it's going to be about putting pressure on Mac Jones, whether it's with just rushing four, uh, uh, whether it's kind of fabricating and blitzing a little bit more, maybe sending if Zaire Franklin can play, Shaq Leonard, Kenny Morris, Stats Matt says in the chat, uh, putting some more pressure on Mac Jones, forcing him to make those quick decisions before he's ready. That's That's been his downfall this year, and, and I think it's certainly an area that the Colts can take advantage of on Sunday. Yeah, and going back to him not being very mobile, it's kind of this. It's it, I, I love the stats Matt brought that up because neither is Gardner Minshew. These are mm-hmm. the two quarterbacks that you you just bring heavy blitzes at. Okay, they they can't escape the pocket. They don't react well to it. But I do think that between the two, I would trust Minshew more against the blitz because nine interceptions is a lot of picks to throw. That is one every single game you have played this season. That means by statistical standards and averages. He's going to throw one to the Colts on Sunday. So uh, if you're the Colts defense, you're hoping that you can force multiple turnovers because, like you said, it's probably going to be one of those real dirty games that you're just going to have to survive and get out of with a win. I think so, and I think I think this kind of it kind of bodes well for for the linebackers, uh, the Indianapolis Colts. I think the linebacker play is going to be crucial on on Sunday. You know, Sire Franklin practiced today in a limited capacity, so he's trying to get back. Uh, Shaquille Leonard and EJ Speed. I, I think we're still going to see that rotation because even with Sire Franklin out last week, it didn't mean Shaq Leonard would get more more playing time. His playing time actually went down a little bit, and instead, Saguna Luby was the one that that took all the snaps at the Mike linebacker position. But linebacker, the linebacker roles could be crucial. You know, Zach, I know, I know, Mac Jones likes to kind of look towards the middle of the field, uh, but a lot of times, and he that's where he he gravitates to when he's under pressure and and that's where we saw him throw that interception directly to Shaquille Leonard in 2021 uh and where I think Shaq Leonard even took it all the, took it back for for a touchdown on that play as well so or or it at least it was close I can't remember that far back but what do you think about the linebacker play Drake how do you think that 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 Zaire Franklin, Shaq Leonard, EJ Speed, that whole group, how important is is their play going to be to the Colts' success on Sunday? Oh, I think it's I think it's the most I well, don't get me wrong. I know that the, the pass rush is huge, right? The defensive front, massive important, but or massively important. But I, I do think that if we're talking about the position groups, they are the most important for this win. They're the most important for the defense to be effective because two things. One, Juju Smith-Schuster has shown that he he's just not a fit 
with a team that has a struggling quarterback. He's not like mm. DeAndre Hopkins who can, or Michael Pittman Jr. who can play with whoever the hell you throw, you know, at the quarterback and say, go throw them the ball. He can't do that. You thought mm. he might, to, he might be able to after he went from Pittsburgh to Kansas city, but he's done a real, he's just not played very well this season. So he's not really a downfield threat. Devonte Parker, he might come back in this game, but even if he does, neither one of those guys have really stood out as guys that can take over. So I'm looking at the rest of this roster. And what sticks out to me is Mike Gusecki and Hunter Henry. Those are the guys that are the linebackers are going to see a lot of in coverage. And I think that if you take away those tight ends, which they tried doing with Johnny Smith, I think, and Hunter Henry. All right. They, they, Belichick likes two tight ends. Okay. Mm-hmm. If you take away his tight ends, especially with a receiver group that looks like this and a quarterback that's playing like that, I think you can really make, you can really handicap that offense. You can make them look, to almost desperate solutions to move the ball because like you said, they're just not that good this year. And I think that those three linebackers can really make it a problem to find the tight ends. Third down is going to be a very crucial down. I mean, it is every week, but but on third down, that's when you see Hunter Henry and Mike Gusecki getting the most work. That's where Mac. That's who. That's the security blankets for Mac Jones. You know, on third down, he's looking to those for those guys over the middle of the field to pick up those first downs. So it's going to be on on Zaire Franklin, Shaquille Leonard. It's going to be on on EJ Speed, who gets the primarily who's primarily out there on third downs to to make sure those guys are covered, not give up those third down conversions to allow Mac Jones and this Patriots offense to to kind of just make their way down the field and 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 sustain long drives you know force him into uncomfortable situations by taking away where he loves to go with the ball and and try to make him beat you on the outside uh x factor drake let's let's talk about it i think we could go a lot of different ways to be honest with you so sometimes many. sometimes in the game it's like you know where the obvious the obvious x factor is going to be who could decide this game but really there's there's just so many different areas i think uh, with this matchup between the colts and the patriots that that could could, could decide it all so who is your x factor going to into this game uh, this week 10 matchup given that this is such an important game it's almost a must win for the Colts mm-hmm. given that it's probably going to be dirty. And given that the last time th- that this game really mattered, that this matchup really mattered, he was the reason the team won. I think Jonathan Taylor is without question, the top guy. He's the X factor. Give this man the ball, establish the run, the damn ball mentality. I'm going to be wearing, I'm going to be wearing my sweatshirt that says it on Sunday morning. <laughs> All right. They need to give that man the ball and needs to be in his hands 20 plus times. And as far as handoffs, three plus times through the air, get Jonathan Taylor that football. He showed against the Patriots. He can make good things happen. And this defense is nowhere near as good as the one that he made that big play happen against. I like that. I like that. I don't like stats, Matt, continuing to read my mind and taking my X factor from me uh, before I can before I can get it out there. It's Gardner, it's Gardner Minshew, Drake. For me, it's Gardner Minshew because the turnover battle is going to be so important with sure. with with him and Mac Jones leading the league in turnover worthy plays. Uh, with 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 it seems like whenever Minshew doesn't turn the ball over, the Colts. Colts have one when he does turn the ball over it it almost always ends in a loss for the Indianapolis Colts so it's going to be Gardner Minshew he has to stay calm in that pocket he has to protect the football get the ball into the hands of your playmakers Jonathan Taylor Zach Moss Michael Pittman Jr. allow them to go out there and do the work against this Patriots defense don't think that that you have to put this 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 offense on your back and play Superman. That's not what you're being asked to do. Be the field general that the Colts brought you in to be, and and I think this Colts offense will be just fine on Sunday. Uh, so again, 9:30 a.m. Eastern Frankfurt, Germany, uh, the final game uh, overseas for the NFL this season. Colts Patriots. Who you got, Drake? Before the Colts end of their head into their bye. I got the Colts. I, I I think this is a this is a, I wasn't going to say something, but superstition, so I won't. But they're going to win the game. I think. To, I think. I don't think they're going to score a lot of points, but they're still going to go over twenty points. So they'll keep that whole only team to score over twenty points per game uh, streak going. But it's going to be twenty three to ten, and I think the Patriots only score ten because I'm looking here against Dallas, three points against New Orleans, zero points. Uh, they did beat Buffalo in week seven, but four, uh, let's see, 
three out of their last four games, which have been losses, they've scored only 17. So I think that the Colts are really going to force Mac Jones to beat him. I think they're going to take away the ground game. I think those linebackers are going to cover well enough against that duo of Gusecki and Henry to where it's just going to be up to the receivers. And I just don't think that mixed with the offense and the way it plays and Mac Jones and just how neither Parker or Smith-Schuster are working out, I just don't think the wide receiver core for the Patriots can win a game. I like it. Stats, Matt says 23 to 16 Colts. Anybody else have have uh, their prediction? Throw it in the chat. Uh, we'll we'll throw it up on screen here. Uh, I'm going with the Colts as well. Uh, I, I just think that this, even though they're, they're a little banged up, even though they're without Anthony Richardson, this Colts team is more talented than, than the New England Patriots. They, they've got a, a defense that I think can make more plays. Uh, I, the, the Patriots don't have anybody on, on their offense that is at the same level. Level of a Jonathan Taylor, a Zach Moss, a Michael Pittman Jr. Uh, I just think the Colts are more talented, you know. And and when coming up against uh, an offensive mastermind like like Shane Steichen, I don't think it's going to be as easy for Bill Belichick to take away what the Colts do. I still think they're going to be able to run the football, uh, and and I don't think it's going to be. Uh, I don't think it's really going to be that close, you know. I, I think I'm going to go Colts twenty seven. Uh, uh, Colts 27, Patriots 17. So I think it's going to be about a 10-point split, and and I think it's going to be on the back of, of the Colts really taking care of the football and, and this defense making plays at, at, at opportune times. So my opinion, the Colts are going to go into their bye week at 5-5, five and five, take the week off, Relax, uh, kind of refresh a little bit, get ready for that stretch run because the Colts are going to have to win a lot of games if they want to make a final playoff push. So, so Drake, let's look at the, the injury report for the Indianapolis Colts here. And to be honest, not that bad. It's not a bad injury report currently. So uh, obviously we already talked about it earlier in the show, but Juju Brents and Drew Ogletree have not practiced this week. They will not play against the New England Patriots on Sunday. They did not travel with the team to Germany. I think the Colts are on their flight right now heading over there to Germany, uh, but those guys are not traveling with the team. Josh Downs has not practiced this week either. He is traveling with the team, so we'll have to see kind of what happens there with Josh Downs, but he still has not practiced. And then Zaire Franklin. Zaire Franklin did not practice Wednesday, was a limited participant on Thursday. Uh, the Colts did a walkthrough Wednesday full practice today so it looks like Zaire Franklin is trending in the right direction we'll kind of have to see what he is on the injury report and how how that 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 knee injury uh kind of holds up as we get closer to Sunday yeah and hey if you can get Zaire Franklin to play in that game kind of like we we went back to talking about the linebackers Shaq Leonard we just for time's sake we won't get into the whole you know snap issue with Shaq Leonard because again he is was vocal a second time that he is not happy with his snap counts but um it is so much more beneficial if you have Zaire Franklin in there Andy J Speed and Shaq Leonard because like we talked about they're going to go to those two tight ends and man Zaire Franklin's been playing out of his freaking mind this season so yeah, so it would it would definitely help the Colts defense to get Zaire Franklin back out there. Uh, here's also a help for the Colts offense. We talked about him, but let's reinforce the fact that Braden Smith has practiced in full the past two days. So it looks like Braden Smith is on track to play on Sunday, which would Ooh. be a, a really big boost to this Colts offensive line. Just having all five guys back there, and and Braden Smith is is an obvious upgrade over Blake Freeland. And hey, look, I'm going to give props to two guys on the offensive line this year, Will Fries and Blake Freeland. Blake, Blake Freeland was not expected to play this much. He's played both left. He's played both right. And uh, I think that he's taken his lumps early, and that's very awesome for him because it's given him so much experience early on, especially against elite pass rushers. But hey, at the end of the day, you want Braden Smith back because it gives that Colts the original starting offensive line of 20, uh, 2023. Exactly. Tony Brown, who is dealing with a concussion, he practiced in full today. He looks like he'll be back. I don't think he'll be out there on defense, but in his normal <laughs> gunner role on, on special teams. And then Alec Pierce, I think, just tweaked his ankle in practice. He was limited today, so we'll have to see uh, if, if that ends up being serious or not. And, and if it is... 
Colts could be without Alec Pierce and Josh Downs for Sunday, which would greatly uh, hinder this offense in my opinion. But but Drake, let's move on to the latest Colts news and rumors here. Uh, this is actually a, a, one of might be one of our fastest episodes in quite some time, guys. Yeah, <laughs> we're, we're we're flying Wild. through tonight, but <laughs> no, because of no super chats. You know, haven't seen Patrick's name up here. Haven't seen other super chats to to get us into some some wild discussions. But for the latest Colts news and rumors, there's only one, and it's just a shout out to Kenny Moore the second. This was probably obvious uh, for everybody involved or everybody that, that paid attention but Kenny Moore the second won the AFC often our defensive player of the week award for week nine eight tackles two interceptions two touchdowns for Kenny Moore well-deserved nobody even close came close to matching uh, what Kenny Moore did last weekend and you know, after seeing last season and just how just of a how much of a down year it was for him, it's awesome to see how he's been playing this season. He has a game like that. His family traveled to that game to watch him play. Um, he's just showcasing that he's pretty much back to the Pro Bowl form. And hey, I don't mean to talk too highly, and I, I knock on wood, but if he keeps playing like this or anything close to it, maybe you're talking about finally getting an All Pro. You'd, you'd love to see it. You really would love to see it. Wyatt Law with his prediction real quick says 30 to 13 for the Colts. So Wyatt is all on, on the bandwagon here. Uh, let's let's take this one final question because it kind of relates to, to Shaq Leonard's comments here uh, from Toby. Toby says, do you think we still move on from Gus Bradley? So it's going to be interesting. Uh, I, I don't think anything has been decided yet. I know Shane Steichen backs Gus Bradley, uh, but I, I mean, if the Colts defense continues to, if it struggles at a high rate to end this season, I mean, I don't think Gus Bradley is necessarily 100% safe. You know, he needs to show some improvement with, with this defense. Uh, it, it definitely doesn't bode well for him that, that Shaq Leonard is, is, is so unhappy with, with what's going on. Uh, it, it could, be that 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 things do need to change but i i don't think any decision has been made yet i think the colts are waiting to see how the rest of the year plays out but if the colts continue to rank towards the bottom in 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 like yards given up in points in, in all these various metrics and and you don't see this team really coming out and and showing what it's worth on defense i i wouldn't rule it out i mean i don't think gus bradley is is a 100 is is locked in as as the colts defensive coordinator for next year yeah and hey toby thank you so much for the question um right now they are third in the nfl and most points allowed tied mm -hmm. third with the Chicago Bears at 26.9. So in short, Gus Bradley's seat is hot. I think his seat is hot. I think if he continues to allow points like this, these kind of performances, I don't think that he will have a job. Now, this game is also – this game upcoming is also really telling because if somehow the Patriots go out there and score more points than what they should against the Colts, you're going to start to see a lot of people questioning Gus Bradley. And like Andrew said – and we won't get into it. But going back to what Shaq Leonard has been saying to the media, how he does not understand why he's not getting the playing time he should. He really feels like he's back to enough, like back to a high enough grade of health to play more snaps. We'll just have to see. But really, at the end of the day, it's all about performance. And so far, it's not been that great. Say what you will about Matt Eberflus and, and his scheme, and, and rightfully so. Uh, Eberflus would definitely get on my nerves quite a bit just watching this Colts defense play. Uh, but I mean, the defense was never never had these low of rankings under under Matt Eberflus when he was here, you know? So uh, I definitely don't think Gus Bradley is, is, is safe by any means, but do I think that the Colts would fire him mid season? No, they are, they're not at that point. They'll give him the year to see if they turn him around and, and he may, may even be back for, for next year, but yeah. I don't, I don't think it's a guarantee. Um, since we have some, some, uh, We'll, we'll take one more for our loyal listener, Wyatt Law here. Well, Wyatt Law says, practice squad promotions. How about KJ Hamler, Darren Hall, or Marcel Dabo? That's the one that I think could be very interesting, Drake, because the game is being played in Germany. Shane Steichen might want to uh, have Marcel Dabo come up from the practice squad so he can play in his home country over there. Uh, honestly, I would love to see it, even if he only gets some special team snaps, uh, uh, That to bring him up 
out to allow him to play there in Germany. Love to see it. Yeah, a hell of an athlete, and we were talking about him multiple times during the offseason, so I think that that would be pretty awesome to watch him play, uh, especially in his home country. But also, K.J. Hamler, that's interesting because if for some reason Josh Downs can't go, given the way Isaiah McKenzie has not been performing up to standards, or at least I'm sure what the Colts expected, maybe you do see K.J. Hamler get promoted because, you know, I, I thought that there in Denver, he was pretty versatile. He made some plays, and at times he could actually be pretty potent in the slot. K.J. Hamler has been with the Colts for on the on the practice squad with the Colts for, for a while now, you know? So I think That's longer he's, than he's, most. <laughs> he's, getting, he's getting acclimated to the offense. The Colts want to make sure that he's good to go before they just throw him out there. So who knows? K.J. Hamler being elevated to the 53-man roster, being elevated on game day, may be coming sooner than you think so colts patriots in germany uh the colts uh first uh international game that Colts have had in, in quite some time but a really good opportunity for this Colts team to move get back to 500 and and go into the bye with some momentum to to rest charge back up and then really push hard to try to try to make a uh, try to maybe sneak into the playoffs I'm not going to expect it but yeah you never know with this team there there's there's certainly a lot of fight with this team I love the culture that Shane Steichen is building with this team and and with the the schedule schedule remaining in the teams that the Colts still have to play you never know I wouldn't rule it out yeah and hey they're, they're definitely on the softer side of their schedule okay mm -hmm. I mean don't get me wrong you still got some tough matchups obviously the Bengals they can beat literally anybody in the NFL um, and then you have I think the Pittsburgh Steelers who say what you want about Kenny Pickett say what you want about Najee Harris that offense Matt Canada they stink whatever two words Mike Tomlin and he's owned the Colts he's literally owned the Colts so I think that those two matchups are huge but outside of that you do have a lot of winnable games for all everyone knows maybe they sneak into that seventh seed and so, Sunday's going to be a fun one Sunday Colts Patriots big game big game Every time these teams match up, it's always a fun battle. So that's our show for this evening, guys. Really, really appreciate everybody tuning in and, and talking Colts with us here. No super chats this evening, but we really do appreciate everybody tuning in and and, and follow along. It was, a, it was a fun chat this evening. If you haven't done so already, please go follow us on all of our socials. Like Horseshoe Huddle on Facebook. Follow at Colts on FN on X and subscribe to the Horseshoe Huddle YouTube channel. Hit that bell so you know whenever drake and i go live every monday and thursday night or if there's breaking news and there's a surprise episode you want to make sure you have your notifications on so you can join so you never miss an episode and if you can't catch us live apple spotify google wherever you listen to podcasts we're on there as well so make sure <coughs> excuse me you subscribe and and give us a five-star review I, I started laughing because i see the super chats rolling in here again <laughs> at the end of the episode chaz you guys are legends thank you so much buddy for the super chat he's not letting us go without asking his question here uh coming in with the coming in hot with the five dollar super chat chaz says we sh uh, should we have expectations of a winning season with Anthony Richardson out, uh, we could be better positioned in the draft. Uh, I, my expectations are still the same for this Colts team. You know, I think if they get seven wins, I think you should be really happy with the direction this Colts team is going. But for my expectations, do I expect it to be a winning season, a, a nine and eight type season? No, I don't. I, I still think that that the Colts probably barely miss out on the playoffs, maybe get to about seven wins on the year. And honestly, I would call that a, a success because this really, again the season isn't about winning right now it's about the the years to come watching these young guys develop unfortunately we were robbed of, of seeing anthony richardson th uh, develop throughout the year but there's still juju brents there's still like blake freeland uh uh talking about josh downs uh jalen jones uh there's plenty of young guys all across this roster that you want to watch see how they develop and 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 see if they can be a part of this team and a part of this core for years to come yeah, and there's I actually even with Anthony Richardson for 17 games, I expected six, maybe seven wins. I actually think that at this point they could, I think the height is going to be nine and eight. I think that the 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 low is going to be six and eleven. I think they're still going to squeak out. The, the schedule's simply too easy to 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 lose the rest of these games. And plus, if you were good enough to be in play for Marvin Harrison Jr., 
look, and you're questioning what is Shane Steichen doing? Like you're immediately questioning, is this guy worth the six-year contract we signed him to? So I, I, I think that they're not worried about draft position. They've got the guy that they want. They've got Josh Downs. They've got Juju Brents. They've got Anthony Richardson. they got 12 freaking guys in this last draft. Plus, outside of Marvin Harrison Jr., which, as Andrew has, has mentioned, uh, and since it's not draft time, we won't get to it very much, but there are a lot of wide receivers that can make Chris Ballard and Jim Irsay and Shane Steichen very happy in the upcoming draft that aren't Marvin Harrison Jr., I'd be pretty happy if coming away from round one, if the Colts have one of Malik Neighbors or or Roma Donzi, I'd be pretty pretty happy if if that if it, if it was me. So, uh, and then one final super chat, Patrick coming in, the CFO coming in clutch, giving his nightly super chat here. Fixed Patrick, it. thank you so much. <laughs> Fixed it, he says. Thank you so much, buddy, for all of your support. Uh, uh, it's it's always a great time when when you're here in the chat talking talking shop, talking Colts football with all of us. Patrick, thank you so much buddy uh and and i think i i didn't even talk about if you can't catch us live on youtube we're on apple spotify google everywhere that you get your podcast so make sure you subscribe and give us a five-star review on that drake you've been writing away you've got some fantastic pieces out on horseshoehuddle.com tell the people that you uh what's on the site to go check out so I, uh, I'm going to be releasing my three offensive and defensive keys to beating the Patriots. I, I, I probably will write those up tomorrow on Friday. So go check those out when they release. But the one that I wrote was, was a lot of fun recently. And it was Jim Irsay, just a year in, in, in review, because this time last year, let's just be honest, it was probably the most insane press conference I've, I've ever seen. Uh, not only in the NFL, maybe ever, and it involved an owner and a frustrated owner. And a year later, we got the guy doing freaking uh, dig him up dances to Meek Mills in the <laughs> locker room after he beats his former coach that he fired a year ago. So uh, go check that piece out. It was a pleasure to write. And uh, Jim Mercer, he's one hell of a crazy guy, man. <laughs> I love it. And then that article that you wrote, Drake, it is fantastic. So everybody, please go check that out. Uh, it even brings up some of the old quotes talking about sausage making, rocket science, uh, comparing Chris Ballard to Michael Jordan. I will never forget that press. Not conference. rocket science. What we do is simple. <laughs> what I will never forget watching that press conference where I was and, and just that, that entire day, honestly, where my jaw hit the floor. It seemed like every 15 minutes minutes dealing with Colts news but definitely go check those pieces out uh, by Drake for myself got a piece out about Bernard Ryman uh going over to uh, to Germany uh, he's got a lot of family and friends coming from from Austria to watch him play for the first time ever in the NFL the only person he is who has been able to see him play in person is his dad so really really cool experience this weekend for Bernard Ryman and wouldn't be surprised if he goes out there and balls out at the left tackle position on Sunday. So make sure you check that out and all of the great writings uh, from our colleagues at horseshoehuddle.com. Go follow Drake at D Walster Drake. You can follow me at Andrew Moore NFL, and we'll be back Monday night to break it all down for you as the Colts take on the Patriots in Germany. We'll see if we're joining you again on a victory Monday. So everybody enjoy the the game in Germany. I know it's a 9:30 a.m. kickoff uh, Eastern time, but hey, grill up some brats, drink some beer because over in Germany it's five o'clock. So it's five o'clock right. over there. So make sure you get get all your German uh, food indulged uh, while you're watching <laughs> the game. And we'll be back Monday night to break it all down. So for Drake and myself, have a great weekend. And I'm sure we're going to uh, be enjoying a very fun episode on Monday. We'll see you then.